0: We're studying in Genesis, and I want to, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk a whole lot about circumcision tonight, because that's where we are when the covenant is made. Genesis 17. We've studied part of this, but read 9 through um, 14.
1: And, and God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. And you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generation. He that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house, and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant.
0: Now, it's interesting to note that uh, Abraham, you know, up until now, wasn't covenant, wasn't circumcised, but the promise was made before the circumcision. Moses wasn't circumcised. None, none of the people born in, in, in uh, Egypt were circumcised. And Christ, but Christ was circumcised. And in verse 13, it says that the, the covenant is in the flesh. Now, I, I, just, I don't want to get gross, but <clears throat> it's in, it was important to me to understand the mystery in relationship to the body, to the human body. For instance, why does a woman bleed? Why, why, why in God's design of male and female, why does a woman have to have a menstrual cycle every 28 days? Why don't we get our energy from the sunlight instead of having to eat and then expel? Why, um, why is the organ that gives us the most pleasure also the one that's used for expelling? Um, waste and you know these it, 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 it all of these things i spent tremendous amounts of time trying to figure out and, and when you read about you know most people are afraid to, to talk about these issues so there's not very much written about it but in the mail when every every male child um all male servants and children and all foreigners that desired to be part of Israel had to be circumcised and that meant that every time that that person ex- had to expel wastement he would be reminded of the covenant now it's the same as true he, it's it's always in the flesh it's something that's And I find it fascinating, and I'm not too sure I can tie it together, but in the Old Covenant, the reminding was in the expelling. In the New Covenant, the reminding is in the eating and the drinking. Every time you, and every time you take food or drink into your mouth, it should be the reminder of the things that we say when we take communion on Sunday nights. Blessed art thou, our Lord, our God, King of the Universe, who does the two things. He first, he first brings forth bread from the earth, and He second, he creates the fruit of the vine. So you cannot possibly ever eat and drink in knowledge without remembering the covenant. And you, in, in, in the old covenant, you can never expel without remembering the covenant. And I'm not too sure why that... Relationship exists. But it says that the covenant is forever. That's what it means, Olam. It means till the vanishing point, till the vanishing point of time. Um, Let's look at a couple places real quickly. Let's go to uh, Deuteronomy 30, verse 6. <clears throat> well, I'll read 1 through 6 As soon as everybody signs it And it shall come to pass When all these things are come upon thee I can't read oh, Somebody up, to read it
2: it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee blessing and the curse which i have set before thee and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations where the lord thy god hath driven thee and thou shalt return unto the lord thy god and shall obey his voice according to all that i command thee this day thou and my children with all thine heart with all my soul that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. If any of thine be driven out unto the utmost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers and the lord thy god will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the lord thy god with all thine heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live okay
0: so the circumcision the outward circumcision which was on the males only for for typology or for the for the model is now even here in the law for everyone but it's now, it's the circumcision of the heart and it's only by the circumcision of the heart can that great commandment be kept Thou shalt love the Lord thy God thy heart, thy soul and thy mind that thou mayest live you Remember everything we talked about this weekend in terms of the parables was that the parables revealed the heart of God when we read the words that we can think we can make formulas out of, we automatically try to do stuff. But God doesn't honor that. He only honors forgiveness from the heart. He only honors love from the heart. He only honors compassion from the heart. And he doesn't give one hoot about what the mind does. And in order for that to be, take place, he has to circumcise the heart. And so what we have in the flesh in the Old Covenant is a, is a foretaste of what it means to have your heart circumcised. And, and to have your heart circumcised is done not by... It's, it's, it's done... You can't, you can't do it yourself. It's God has to do it. And He has to do it if, if, if god hasn't circumcised your heart then your religion will be voluntary humility and will worship in other words you'll just be you know you you'll you will play like you're humble and you can you know you can spot it in a new york minute and you will decide to worship or you will decide to 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 do the right thing rather than it springing from your heart. And so, even here, when when, when circumcision is first taught, in the law, the fuller expansion of the law reveals that it has to come from the heart. And that all of the other things that we try to do are just as stupidity. Now, he does that by two ways. He does it by the Holy Spirit, and he does it by the foolishness of preaching. And that's 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 the knife the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and it divides asunder soul from spirit our heart from body okay now there's some other technical things about circumcision that I want to talk about it's kind of interesting and this will be especially true or interesting I think to Barbara but 25% of all cancers in women are cervical cancer, and the peak incidence is between the years 31 and 50 That's when it's most concentrated, and cervical cancer is, is over 80% of all genital cancers. And it's interesting that Jewish women are almost totally free of this cancer, so are Islamic women. The cervical cancer is almost unheard of among the Jews and the Islamic women. In, circum- in uncircumcised males, the, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to get weird here, but cleansing of the penis is extremely difficult. And as a result, many bacteria grow profusely. And one of these is called, much to the chagrin of, because I keep talking about this, but it's called Smegma bacillus. And it's the cancer that produces, it's a cancer-producing bacteria that is primarily the cause of cervical cancer. And during intercourse, these bacteria are deposited in the cervix of the uterus. And inside the uterus, if the mucous membrane is intact, there is little or no harm. However, if, the lacer- if lacerations exist, as they do for thousands of reasons, but one of the main reasons is childbirth, these bacteria cause an irritation, which is then makes it susceptible to cervical cancer, it's the, it's the process. But again, it's true that the highest incidence of cervical cancer are after childbirth, and during the ages, therefore the ages of 31 to 50, and um, it's caused by this bacteria that grows in the head of the male penis, Smegma bacillus. Now, that in itself is enough reason to get circumcised, especially uh, to to encourage circumcision or to, to be, to do an interesting inspection if you're a woman. Maybe the short arm inspections that they used to do are, should still be done. That's quite
2: interesting,
0: now, there's another, getting off the cancer aspect. Uh, during infancy, Hemorrhaging is particularly dangerous uh, because the clotting mechanisms for the blood system haven't been developed. Uh, And and therefore, uh, if there's bleeding at all, it can produce serious damage to the internal organs, especially to the brain, and may cause death from that shock. This tendency to hemorrhage is thought to be due to the fact that an important blood clotting element, which is called vitamin K, is not produced in normal amounts until the seventh day in life. Uh, the first safe day that circumcision would be uh, possible is the eighth day, and that's by law when, when the circumcision is done. You're And another another interesting thing is a, is a, an element necessary for clotting blood is probot. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't talk. Prothrombin. And prothrombin grows to, uh, it's 110 percent. Sometimes as high as 125 percent of normal on the eighth day. And then it levels off to its normal function. I mean, it's like the human body was designed. Be circumcised on the eighth day. If they circumcise on the fifth or the sixth or the ninth, then these protection mechanisms that are internal to the body uh, are not in in, in place. So it's just that one day in life when circumcision is best the eighth day. That's, that's it's, Yeah, it was really in the group. We had just studied this for when the, when a lot of the when, uh, and so they wanted to they wanted to circumcise them you know, like they did the normal babies on the first or second or third day or whenever it was and uh, the parents wouldn't let them so they took the babies back and circumcised them on the eighth day. But in, I find this fascinating. It's like it's just every time I see in the scriptures that, um, or anytime I can show in, that the, the, the things that things are outlined in the scriptures uh, have more than one reason for doing them. I mean, like it's like it, it it's just another element in which faith is seen more and more clearly, and and the fact that you, that God is deserving of your total trust, not just a little bit of it, and that's one of the reasons that we gather together, is that you might see this faith and this, the reason why you should trust, without exception.
1: Okay. Are you going to talk at all about the ceremony?
0: Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and go? Well,
1: I don't really know anything about it except that I was at one, and and what was interesting to me was that the the antiseptic that and the um, um, well, the antiseptic that the rabbi used was wine. Right.
0: Poured out. Now, well, circumcision was not unique to Judaism. It was practiced both in Babylon and in Egypt before this time. But circumcision on the eighth day was unique to Judaism. In in Egypt, when the Jews were in Egypt, they were all uncircumcised because the only ones that were circumcised in Egypt were the, um, that's just the high, that was the high priest, but the, um, it was a, it was an order of priests under the high priest, and and it was an honor to be circumcised. I mean, it was a sign that you had entered into the the highest echelons of of the Egyptian hierarchy when you when you were circumcised. It was a rite of passage into the highest echelons, and so there was no there were no Jews except maybe probably. Uh, Joseph was circumcised, that may have been one of the reasons that he was, well anyway we'll see that when we get to Joseph. Uh, Let's go to Joshua 5 and we'll see something else. Joshua 5. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. Chapter 5. It's interesting now, the book of Joshua is primarily... Deuteronomy, up through Deuteronomy is the law, and it's the Moses stuff. The last thing in Deuteronomy is Moses died, and he passed the mantle or the leadership to Joshua. Whenever Moses is mentioned in the New Testament, it's... Analogous to saying the Torah or the law. <clears throat> the word Joshua, as we've talked about, is the word Jesus. I mean, if, if I were saying Jesus' name the way that it's spelled in Hebrew, I would the way it's done now, I'd say Joshua. Or Yeshua is the way it's proper, properly pronounced. And so even in these simple things, at the death of the law, i.e. Moses, Jesus, is revealed. And so it's Christ, it was only Jesus that can take them into the promise. They had spent 38 years, 38 and a half years at this wilderness area called Kadesh Barnea. They didn't wander for 40 years, that's a mistake that most religious people make. They wandered only to the point of coming up to Kadesh Barnea and trying a couple of circuitous routes and sneaking into the promise. They couldn't make it. And so they, God, they were set down at Kadesh Barnea. In one sense, you could say, until Moses died, i.e., until the law died. That's why it says in Romans 7. You have have been married to another, whether you've known it or not. You've been married to the law. Now, at the cross, you're dead to the law and married to another. You're now married to Jesus. You're not subject to the law. You're not subject to cause and effect. Now, in the process, then, it was Joshua, or Jesus, who took them into the promise. Now, they didn't, get the, they didn't get the promise in one day. Because if they'd gotten it in one day, it said briars and everything and beasts of the field, everything would have overrun them. But they got it day by day. Just as the promise is revealed in you, day by day. It's a slow, expanding awareness. It's not done instantly, otherwise you, you couldn't take it, in fact. Well, now, there's some things that have happened that are fascinating when Joshua took them into the promise. They had to go through the Jordan again. The waters had to separate again, just like they did at the Dead Sea. And then all kinds of little ceremonial things happened. And then they had to be circumcised. It was only when they were circumcised that then the walls of Jericho fell down the next day, the next day. The next thing after this. And the walls of Jericho are the walls of separation within the promise. Okay?
1: Now they were they, they crossed over Jordan in baptism, entered the promise, and then were
0: circumcised. Right. And then Jericho fell. So let's read about the circumcision right now. Chapter 5. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Read one through nine.
1: And it came to pass that all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we were passed over, that their heart melted. Neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel.
0: Okay. Well I, well, I could teach them that for a year, but you can get it. Okay.
1: Interesting that it says until we were passed over. Isn't that the first time that's happened? At that time the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, Died in the wilderness by the way after they came out of Egypt. Now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way as they came forth out of Egypt, them had they not circumcised. For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, so all the people that were men of war which came out of Egypt were consumed, because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord, unto whom the Lord sware that he would not show them the land which the Lord sware unto their fathers that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. And their children, whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised. For they were uncircumcised, because they had not circumcised them by the way. And it came to pass, when they had done circumcising all the people, that they abode in their places in the camp, till they were whole. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you, Wherefore, the name of this place is called Gilgal until this day.
0: me through 11, I oh, Go ahead and read the end of the chapter. It's interesting.
1: And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the same day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land, Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land. They did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. And it came, and it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us, or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay. But as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest
0: is holy. And Joshua did so. And okay, now then the rest of the chapter six now is the fall of Jericho. But the place Gilgal is, is called ro It means rolling in the Hebrew. And the Israelites were all circumcised, and thus the reproach of Egypt was rolled away. Um, there, there, there's all kinds of stories about that. What happened really at that point was at the at the point of. The circumcision of the flesh, they were circumcised in the heart also. So it was a, but, you know, I mean, that not anyway. Now the shedding of blood, i.e. the circumcision, was necessary to validate the contract, the covenant. Because there was, I mean, there was no contract in those days without the shedding of blood. And it was a foretaste of Christ's shedding his blood. Now I want you to hear this very clearly because you'll never understand what I'm talking about unless you understand this one thing. There was no woman that had to keep the, 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 the thou shalt of the law. Why? There was no woman that had to be circumcised, even though in some of the weird now Islamic regions and, and some of the tribes of Africa, the women are circumcised. But they're circumcised, the women are circumcised in a, in a strange um, perversion of the meaning. But the women are circumcised, what happens is their clitoris is cut off so that the sex act isn't enjoyed. And they're done. It's done at a very young age. But it's 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 the kind of perversion that this mystery type would be. The reason that you don't have to, the women didn't have to keep the law, is because it was the the husband is the one that was responsible to keep the law. <clears throat> Just as the reason we don't have to keep the laws is because our husband has kept it. The reason. You're perfect is because you're under the covering of he who is perfect. And so, feminism loses its power in this context. Because in here, there's neither male nor female. But it's seen. The reason the reason the, the woman lost her name in marriage is so that it would be the revelatory that we would lose our identity in the marriage to Christ and we'd be the bride with a new name. And the reason that the women woman I can't talk the women aren't under the law is because it was showed that Christ is our law. He is the fulfillment of it. So this shedding of blood was the foretaste of the shedding of Christ's blood to fulfill the perfect law. But Jews without the end without the circumcised heart were no better than I mean, it was as if nothing had happened, if their heart weren't wasn't circumcised also. Now, this is where it gets interesting. According to the law, it's not just well let me, let me John go to Leviticus nineteen, verse twenty three.
1: While she's doing that, it, was there a specific relationship here between the day on which Israel was circumcised and the keeping of the Passover that's mentioned here?
0: Yeah, they couldn't keep the Passover unless they were circumcised. Leviticus
2: 19.23. When it shall come unto the land, no, no, no. When we shall come into the land, and shall have planted all manner of trees for fruit, then ye shall count the fruit thereof as uncircumcised. Three years shall it be as uncircumcised unto you, which shall not be eaten of. But in the fourth year, all the fruit thereof shall be holy to praise the Lord your God.
0: Okay. The same is true, all of, the, all of the analogies, all of the metaphors and allegories and everything in parables are about seeds trees and vines for three years after the settlement the fruit was to be considered uncircumcised therefore unclean it was still the property of the false gods of Balaam and the fruit of the fourth year belonged to Yahweh I'm convinced that's why the three-year cycle exists. That's what the parables about that particular thing mean. When Christ said, well, I don't want to go to that parable. Let's go to Jeremiah 9. But yeah, I getting a different or deeper understanding of circumcision.
2: Why are men still circumcised?
1: It's the only part of a body that you can cut off and improve the body.
0: Well, you know, I mean, that may be right for some. He didn't tell them He
1: didn't tell him the mule <clears throat> to mutilate, cut off the finger, cut off the ears.
0: Again, you know, but but what happens in every religion? This becomes perverted. Remember, in the high places, one of the things that was done in the high places is that they cut themselves. Well, that's what you do when you retain guilt in the spirit. You're standing in the high place, cutting yourself. You know, it probably hurts you shouldn't do that anymore it's dumb okay Jeremiah 9 23 to 26 read the Jeremiah <clears throat> 9 23, 23. 23. Two. Yes. 26.
1: For in these things I delight, saith the Lord.
0: Notice it doesn't say on the earth. This is an important consideration. It says in the earth. What earth? In you. The earthen vessel. Behold, the
1: days come, saith the Lord, that I will punish all them which are circumcised with the uncircumcised, Egypt and Judah, Edom and the children of Ammon and Moab. All that are in the utmost corners, they dwell in the wilderness. For all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised.
0: Now, can you imagine? This is in a Jewish book. <laughs> that the house of Judah is equal with the house of Egypt. Edom, which is the typified of the flesh, and the children of Ammon and Moab. I mean, they're all. Doesn't matter what the outward appearance is. They're uncircumcised in heart. Now the reason they're un—what? what does it mean? Let's get a little hold of this. What does it mean to be uncircumcised in heart? Let's go to Romans 9. As a whole section yet, you know, but let's go to verse 21. Hath not the potter God power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured? With much long suffering, the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. The heart is the residence of the seed of Christ. The only way that seed of Christ has life is if the covering, i.e. the heart, is circumcised. And in that circumcision, his life pours forth and is revealed. So there's only two kinds of people. Here, Paul said, only vessels of wrath or vessels of mercy. Or circumcised in heart, uncircumcised in heart. Or the whore of Babylon or the bride. There aren't 50 Jillion nations and 50 Jillion different races and, and types of people. There's only two in God's mind: the circumcised in heart and the uncircumcised in heart. It doesn't matter what label they have, there may be, it, none of that makes any difference to God. He only sees whether it's circumcised heart or uncircumcised heart. Now, the evidence that the heart is circumcised is that you no longer require the praise of men. If you no longer require the praise of men, then you're no longer ashamed of the derision of men. You despise the shame. Now, Paul said that's the only evidence externally as to whether or not your heart is circumcised. Mankind, the uncircumcised, demands the praise or approval of men. The uncircumcised demands the praise and approval of no one, save the father. Now, that's why the process of the fruit is included in this, because in type it's three years. You don't don't have the right to judge yourself while a knife is cutting the heart the only power that knife has however is your repentance every time you've taken a stand on a position the heart is the circumcision is stopped every time you judge a brother the circumcision is stopped the process is stopped
1: so conversely at each moment of repentance
0: each time you turn from self the knife continues
1: so then faith says the heart is made.
0: Faith says the heart is circumcised but it's tested by the response that you have to the brethren and to the world it's made me to right it's just like these well it's, Rhonda had a major experience over the weekend up there she you know she was in this grand discussion about the merits of feminism and automatically, she was automatically condemned by the words of her mouth. It just, it just, it just, it just sort of, well then she came up to me later and she says, I don't know who I am now. Because I, all my identity was locked up in these, in this thing. It's the same process, but extremely much more so when a woman is divorced. There's, there, you are locked into, for a period of time, an identity. And a divorce occurs, and all of a sudden, no matter how strong you are, there is an identity crisis. And whenever that crisis occurs, you have to lash out. Now, that divorce in the spirit is that we're totally and completely divorced from man. But for a while, we don't know who we are. And so there's a lashing out, and a judging, and a not unknowing, and but the process is inexorable you know harry said it last night we were at this thingy where i got to play the ss general and kept people from because it was it was by invitation only but you had to harvest vp and and, the, and, the, and there was too, there was too many people and not enough seats and so it had to be specific names assigned to specific seats to get in so i had to man the door and Harry was manning the other second. We had a safeguard thing. But Harry confessed that he, he felt like a, you know, a little kid that was out with his parents because he, he didn't know who he was totally. He didn't feel comfortable. Because all of the vices that one has for a lifetime that protect him and make him feel comfortable in this phony environment are gone. So who are you? Now, you shouldn't condemn yourself for that. It's part of the process. It's it's this third year business. It's the knife going around the foreskin of the heart. Amen? Amen? Now let's go to Romans 2, verse 28. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter. Whose praise is not of men, but of God. You see the tie So the, it's so simple, I can't, I, I, I'm just, you know, I, we make it so complicated, but every time you're taking a stand, you know, you've stopped the process, and you turn from it, because you're going to take stands, every time you get, yeah, great, once you know this, Nothing in the universe can touch you. Nothing. God will... I mean, there's nothing he won't do to protect that seed.
1: Okay. This may sound bizarre, but I'm convinced that the very strange feelings and movements and things I've been feeling in my chest but that's what's going on.
0: Okay, now there are several other things that we won't go to them right now, but I'll reveal them for you that the scriptures talk about about being uncircumcised or circumcised. There's un- the, un- the uncircumcised foreskin is is the obvious covenant of the old covenant. I mean the, the part of the old covenant. There's also then the uncircumcised heart, the uncircumcised lips. The uncircumcised ear and the uncircumcised heart. But these are all intertwined. Because it's out of the fullness of the heart that the mouth speaks. It's what you hear that you see. It's what you see that you do. But it all starts with the circumcision of the heart. You that's what people... People come and go and in and out. You know, any, you know, some people say, "Well, they hear me talking, and I say, "It just doesn't make any sense." Well, to others it makes perfect clarity. Why? Why did Jesus say so often, "Let he who has ears to hear, let him hear"? And he said that at least two hundred times in, in the Gospels.
1: I can see. A, I can see an automatic system, automatic process, because if. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and we've said that if you're judging your brother, you've stopped the process. Well, if the ears are circumcised, that means you can hear what comes out of the mouth. And when you hear that judgment and condemnation, then you know what's going on inside, and it's an automatic, self correcting, inexorable process. I mean,
0: it's just, yeah, it's God that's doing it, but you have to be. Willing to let God do it. In in the New Testament, Jesus said in John that he who is, well, let's look at it. I think it's... Yeah. John 7. I'll just read it. If any man wills To do his will he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether whether I speak of myself if you will if you if you say God I desire you know or when Paul says the New Testament makes it sound so weird he said Paul says I will not be brought under the control of anything that's not what he said he said I will not to be brought under the of you see the difference? One is from the uncircumcised heart, a position of strength. I will not be brought under the control. Listen to the preaching that you hear on the radio or television sometimes. It's all from that position. I will not do this. You will not do this. The position of the circ- uncircumcised heart is the stance. The position of the, un- the circumcised heart. I will not to do it I desire to be free because then it always it always places the action part of it on the father not on you that's what the definition of humility is humility in the spirit doesn't mean these idiots that run around and no I won't pick anybody but humility of in the spirit simply means I'm willing to let you do with me as you will, Father. But that comes only from the circumcised heart. The word teleos, which means, is translated perfect in the New Testament. Simply in another way of saying it means fully tested, but to be fully tested is that the knife is fully circumcised the heart the soul is totally divided from the spirit you can't be confused anymore so you're you're as, you're as at ease in the white house as you are in the you know in the untouchables in bombay india you're, you're you walk through life with the charm and grace that's never been seen before that nothing intimidates you whether it's riches or poverty no situation can touch you. You've learned to be abounded and you've learned to be a base. Well, that's the process of the circumcision of the heart. And you understand all things. That's the other process. When all that's cut away, when all your ideas and opinions are cut away, then automatically you understand all things. You see that you own all
1: Is it stretching it too far to relate this to when God said to Abraham and God said to Noah, walk before me and be perfect? Right. You walk in me and you are circumcised. You
0: well, are you, the being is, is his business, not ours. <clears throat> By the way, I made a mistake. I told you there were forty-six reasons why you deserve to die today, and forty-eight. I found two more. Why
2: everybody deserves to die each day.
0: You understand what we talked about this weekend. If if you can if you can know, if you have that sense that you are the condemned prisoner that the governor has just said. You're okay. You can live. the park First of all, you'll never again. You could never. You can never hold a grudge against anybody. You can never again judge somebody. I'm, I got to quit. I can't talk anymore. Go
1: ahead. In the concept of a, a circumcised heart, is this is this all the? Because I've got this this picture of. The heart being circumcised as the heart is is freed from, cut free from, cut away from um from the the constraints of the flesh. It's freed from from that which is flesh. It's freed from from sin.
0: Well, it's freed from soul. That's why that's why modern religion confuses it so badly. They always talk about you're gonna save your soul and your soul is going to heaven and your eternal soul God says you have three parts you have soul body and spirit your soul your body is obvious and it's the physical stuff. the soul is is your will your emotions your your mind your it's the thing that makes you you your personality But the spirit is only one, and it's the spirit of Christ, the seed of Christ within you. Man doesn't have an independent spirit. But much of religion confuses the soul, and therefore they operate in soul power, which can be manifested in groupthink. You can have a group dynamic that can cause all kinds of things to take place vis-a-vis the soul. But the, the power of the soul was cursed. It's not to be ever used again. That's why the evidence of God is waiting. He that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Eye has not heard, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man that which God hath prepared for them that wait on him. But, but you know the other half of it is the soul wants the soul does this because the soul is the province of the Antichrist and that but but it starts just like the ark was built first. And then slowly but surely, then finally the, the white linen curtain. That's a picture of you, the bride. The ark is there first. It's inward first, and then slowly comes out. If man was gonna build that tabernacle, he'd put up the linen curtain first. So everybody could see it.
1: So then in circumcision the heart is somehow moved out of the realm of the flesh, it moved out of the realm of the soul. Be
0: spiritualized, right? It sits, it sits, in and in, to, to tie this to the other group, the heart then s- literally is sitting on the mercy seat. It's got me, you know, for a while, it may have some strings attached. Now, in this, in LA, or in this,
1: all the symbols circumcision and Paul talking about the renewing of the mind. So those are two different places, and there's two different, those are the seats of two different kinds of things? Or what is the relationship between God
0: demands something. He demands that you be fully sanctified in spirit, soul, and body. And to be fully sanctified means to be full that it be totally and completely known by all of those three elements that you belong to god without condition now that's all sanctified means that's all holy means that's all saint means it's all from the same word hagios just means here god this is yours now but you see the implications once obviously this in the process The seed, the heart, the residence of this, I mean the the heart which is the residence of the seed is obviously sanctified. But it's now done in the mind also. There's an agreement?
1: Mind being within the the sphere of the soul.
0: Yeah. Now there's an anchor of the soul. It's anchored to that one thing. Now slowly but surely as the days pass, as time passes, that dawning awareness of that anchor and its position, and your true position, extends to every neuron and cell of your brain.
1: So the heart leads and
0: the mind follows. Right. That's what faith is. The
1: body is brought under control
0: by the heart. By the, by the whole thing. You, you can't... Again, that's why religion is so insidious. They will always try to make the body the first thing subject. It can't be done. It'll only be a lie. I mean, uh, trust me, the process is inexorable because it's the true meaning of faith. Amen?